Hello, listeners, and welcome back. I am your host, Michael Anthony Suarez. This is our third podcast for the Student Affairs and Services Office. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing the director of the Fraternity and Sorority Life at MSU, Guillermo Flores. How's it going, Guillermo? I'm go- it's going well. Yeah, I'm the Assistant Director of Fraternity and Sorority Life here at Michigan State. Awesome. Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. And how long have you been here? Have you been enjoying, you know, working with the MSU students? Absolutely. So like I said, my name is Guillermo. I'm from the western suburbs of Chicago. I'm from Villa Park, about half hour from the city. Um, You know, born and raised in the suburbs. Love that experience. I went to Southern Illinois University, Carbondale for undergrad, Ball State for grad school. I love music, podcasts. I love always, you know, being involved, seeing what's out there and sharing memes with my friends is one of my favorite things to do. I've been at Michigan State for four months now, so that's been really great. Um, I oversee the fraternity and sorority community here. Previous to this role, I was at the University of Houston, where I was the fraternity and sorority housing coordinator. I oversaw the National Panhellenic Council, and then our chapters, fraternities or sororities who had townhomes, um, and then just involved with the different organizations that we had there. Uh, Michigan State has been really great because of the students. Like The fraternity and sorority students are so on top of it in terms of what they do, what they put on, what they're involved with, they're always running. And it's just such high-quality work, which has really made my my job a lot easier these first four months. It's, I'm definitely in like the observing phase right now. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for choosing to come to Michigan State University. I've gotten to work with you on a couple of events, and you just have such good, genuine energy. You're so enthusiastic. You're all about helping the students grow into leaders. And I think that's something that everyone here really appreciates. Let's dive right into this because I am personally not that educated with the fraternity and sorority life here at MSU. So can you break it down for me or for our listeners who don't necessarily know what fraternity and sorority life at MSU might be like? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my favorite questions because it's such a such a huge part of the campus here, and there's so many organizations here. So we have 63 fraternities and sororities on campus. From there, I always say it's broken up into four different councils. Um, we have the Multicultural Greek Council, which includes a lot of um, multiculturally-based organizations or identity-based groups. Um, then we also have the National Panhellenic Council, so NPHC, which is our historically uh, black fraternities and sororities. We currently have all nine they're also known as the Divine Nine, and we have all nine. We're the only school in the Big Ten that has all nine, and that's just one of my favorite parts because you get to see all NPHC orgs here live uh, on the yard at Michigan State. Then we have the Panhellenic Council, which is our historically housed sororities. So um, that there's 14 of them here at Michigan State. Then we have the Interfraternity Council, which is IFC, and we have 29 IFC organizations here. And I always uh, the way I describe IFC is like there are historically housed fraternities on campus. Um, like I said, it's very council ran here on campus in terms of what events they put on and what they do. Um, and membership for all four looks a little bit different, but we always try to make sure we we share that information with the students as much as possible. I always say to students, do your research on you know what you might be interested in. Excellent. Thank you. So you said there's 63 organizations, right? So I'm sure that they all have like, you know, different roles and regulations in terms of like recruitment. Like why should students consider joining an organization and how does the recruitment process work to join an organization? 
Yeah, like I said, um, it's different for each of the organizations. You have to do your research in terms of what council you might be interested in and when you want to join. You know, some you can't join as a first semester uh, freshman. Some you have to be either a second semester freshman or, or a sophomore. It just depends on what you're interested in. Um, and the website is always your best bet. Same with the Instagram. Go Greek MSU is our Instagram. You can ask direct questions there. I got a lot of those questions during the summer in the first couple of weeks because not everyone knows, you know, how that process works for joining a fraternity or sorority. We have a lot of legacies here on campus, and what that means is they've had a parent, mom, dad, guardian, brother, or sister who have been a part of an organization, so they know the gist of it. But, like, that's not everyone. So we want to make sure we, we can keep everyone as informed as possible. And a good question, you know, you had, is it for everyone? It's it's not for everyone. Just like, you know, anything out there wouldn't be for everyone. You know, not everyone's going to be, you know, um, an ag major or an education major. It's just what you're interested in. And it's just another piece of involvement that you can have here on campus. Awesome. Thank you. What are the pros of joining an organization like this? I mean, there's tons of organizations here on campus. There's over 500 student registered organizations. What's the difference between a student organization and joining either a fraternity or sorority organization? We definitely have that name recognition. Like, you know, if you're going to be joining a fraternity or sorority and what that means is that alumni network, like, Students here know what that means to be in a fraternity or sorority. Usually they, they'll do their research before they get here. Like I said, they might know someone who was already in an organization. That's one of the biggest pieces. You know, you always come back to your alma mater if you were involved. But just having that fraternity or sorority piece, you're so invested even after you graduate, being an advisor, being involved, making sure the organization is still running and doing well on campus. Um, another piece, it, it kind of it gives you that set schedule in terms of what you have to do. So the meetings you have to attend, the projects you might have to put on to be um, a new member or an active member, the philanthropies that you have for your organization. Like if you like a schedule and things to be done, like being in a fraternity or sorority really helps you out with that. Um, and then the third piece I would just say is that connection to the campus and the university. Like you, you're joining an organization with so much history. Some of our organizations like are over 100 years old. You know, Some have been the last 10 years, but those 10 years have been absolutely amazing for for those organizations because they've been able to start up so like i said if you want that involvement piece to include fraternity and sorority life there's definitely a piece here for you excellent that's awesome so what type of influence does these organizations have like at msu culture what kind of opportunities do they provide for students in terms of like leadership or scholarships or like raising awareness on a certain you know issue what, what how is are they involved like that or is it, are they do they focus just more on you know their organization and building leaders there i always say it's fraternity and sorority life emphasis on life because it's it's a part of your every single day with what you're doing you go to classes you do your fraternity and sorority life work you do your organizational work philanthropies you might have like a dinner that's benefiting this or that you'll have meetings you'll have speakers to go to you'll have risk management pieces that you have to complete from your national headquarters or from the school like you're always developing leaders a lot of our students you know come in they were on teams already they were on the dance team they were student athletes musical theater um student council uh debate a little bit of everything so now this is like, you know, how do we garner more of those skills? I always say I, we need more leaders in the community. We have over 4,000 students who are part of our organizations. We want to make sure that we continue to make that positive impact here at State. Excellent. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I know that I think one of the concerns when I was, you know, thinking or considering joining an organization was, 
like the money also like i know that every organization has different dues i think that they pay can you tell me a little bit more about the cost of joining an organization yeah cost depends on the organization that's why i always say do your research ask people who have been members or alumni just see you know what does that look like for you um i know for myself like i needed to make sure that financially i could afford it and that that's that's what it is for a lot of students so they'll have jobs they'll have projects that they work on and the dues could be anywhere i would say from 300 a semester to um, maybe 1200 It just depends on the group that you want to be a part of. And then that money goes to the events that you put on, to when you initiate your membership fees, pins, badges, trips that you might be taking on, um, back to supporting the national organization. Like I said, those programs that they put on for you, you have to – they cost money. So risk management, risk management, speakers, anything like that, um, all that money really does funnel back into you if you really do give it your all. Like I've been a member of my organization now for 10 years and like I make all my money back from what I paid for because I've been able to stay so involved and I've been able to travel the country because I still volunteer with my organization. Again, we bring up a great point. You know, you're so close to your, you know, organization. You've been with them for 10 years. That's amazing. Can you imagine the university or universities not having, you know, fraternity and sorority life? What do you think that would be like? What, What influence do you really think that they bring to the culture at a university? Yeah, I, I would say every university is completely different because there are definitely organizations, uh, sorry, universities that don't have fraternity and sorority life. But even then when we ask them, well, you know, what does that look like for you? They'll say, oh, we have clubs or groups that are very similar to fraternities or sororities. So that feel of organizations and having a place to feel like home is always going to be there on different campuses. Um, For state here, it's just such a big part of the campus and the culture here. Uh, being in a fraternity or sorority, like I said, we have over 4,000 students here at state in those organizations and all their alumni groups and what they're involved with and what they do. It's just, it's been one of my favorite parts to see how invested people are in their fraternities and sororities. Like it adds that hype, that fun part of campus, the different events that they put on. Like students really do look forward to that. And just in terms of persistence and graduation, for a lot of those students, that's what helps them get through to graduation and make sure they cross that stage. Guillermo, for students that are interested in, you know, looking for an organization, sometimes I think they're a little bit shy or they don't know the right questions to ask or who to talk to. Where can they find more information about the fraternity and sorority life at MSU? Yeah, I always say like uh, at the beginning of the school year, I always got a lot of messages on our Instagram and that's it's always very up to date. And we're just such a such a vivid experience in terms of like your senses. So like your eyes, what you see, everything that's around you within fraternity and sorority life. So the Instagram is always where I I tell people to check out because you get to really see what we do and what we stand for. So that's go Greek MSU. You follow us there. We'll get a lot of DMS from students. And it's like, Oh, here are the questions that I want to know. And it's always confidential. Like some students will just meet with me in my office and we, they might have direct questions about uh, sorority or fraternity that they're interested in. And I'm always very honest with them about their questions or what what they might be asking and that's always you don't you don't know what you don't know so if you don't ask then it's definitely not going to be answered so like the more you can be f- open with people if, and that might be me as a staff member first and then speaking directly with the organization that works out too awesome thank you and i just want to say i also follow them on instagram and they put you put like great content there's always so much going on and i like that the events that are happening sometimes on Instagram are actually happening like that day or they're showing, you know, they're telling you that this event's coming up and there's always really great stuff to kind of get involved in. So, you know, if you're a freshman or a sophomore and you've thought about, you know, 
joining one of the organizations, you should go check out what they have to offer and see what events are happening on campus that are related to, you know, one of these organizations. Is there anything else that you would like to share about it? I know that you've been involved with these organizations, you know, almost for 10 years, and now you're actually the director of the fraternity and sorority life at MSU. Is there anything that you want to share with, like, the parents or the students that are listening about it? Um, I would always say go into everything with with open eyes and check out events and see what's available because a lot of them, they're put on for the public, and it's so fun to see what they're all about um, and do your research. Um, I always tell, like, parents and guardians, like, let your student really lead their experience out there because a lot of times I'll get a lot of questions directly from guardians and parents, and I want the students to really have their voice be heard because we need to help them out as um, growing adults to really answer their questions for themselves because your guardians or parents aren't always going to be there. And I love talking with guardians and parents, but at the same time, I really want to help them empower their student to really make the right decision that might be for them and understand that there's so many pieces of involvement within fraternity and sorority life. Awesome. No, that's that's a really good point. I think parents' concerns sometimes are, you know, what organization the, their student might potentially join and whether it's going to be a distraction or not with like their academics, what? How do you feel about that? Like, do you think that students will be able to manage that joining an organization and also like with their schoolwork and then maybe potentially if they have a job, how do do you think that they do you think it'd be overwhelming or do you think that it'd be a good balance for them? It's up to each individual student with what they've been used to. Like I said, we're not here to baby students. Like we're here to help them be professionals and to be adults. So it's up to them if they can handle it or not. But you never know unless you try if they're really interested in that. They're going to make it work if if they really do care a lot about their organization. Because you can't be in a fraternity or sorority and have bad grades. Like you, you literally can't. In terms of joining, everyone has a minimum GPA requirement. And you have to keep that up within your four years here at Michigan State. And that's per per campus. So um, I always say you never know until you try. And like I said, fraternity and sorority life really gives you that set schedule in terms of meetings, projects, what you have to do, getting involved wise. Like it's it's a part of life. Like it's your fraternity and sorority life experience. And that's because it's literally every single day. It does not escape you. You're always going to be doing something. and You're always going to be on the go. But at the same time, we have people who are going to be there support, supporting you, advisors who are going to be there for you, people who are always going to look out for you. And that's been one of my favorite pieces because people forget that it's not just your active members who are part of your organization. It's alumni and it's a lot, a lot of alumni who care about you and want to make sure that you're doing your best as well. Like always willing to talk to parents, guardians to see what that looks like because we want to make sure they're having a great experience. My next question is for graduate students. If a graduate student at MSU or in, is thinking or considering joining an organization, can they do that or is it just for undergrad students? I would say, honestly, mostly it is for undergrad students. If you're a grad student who is interested, there's all, there's some organizations that have alumni groups. Some you might be able to join what's called a grad chapter that you can join after you haven't been an undergrad anymore. Um, it just depends on the person. Sometimes you can alumni associate. I would say after grad, after undergrad, it's because you really, really want to join that organization. And you're going to you're going to do your homework in terms of what you need to do to make sure that happens. Um, and like I said, that just it's a case by case story um, for me. I, I couldn't imagine joining as a grad student for me because obviously I joined an undergrad. But just time commitment wise, I remember what grad school was like. And I just I don't think I could have done it personally. But there are people who do. But those those people are only going to go to that one organization, and that's what they want. And that's I always love seeing that as well. Great. Well, I just want to let you know that you've been doing such a great job 
here at MSU, there's just a lot of like awareness and just presence with the fraternity and sorority life at MSU. So, you know, thank you for joining us and thank you for letting me interview you. I hope that this was helpful to our listeners. Is there anything that you want to just kind of throw in there before we, you know, finish up? Because I know that you have, you know, there's just so much that you're doing <laughs> and you're so busy. So is there any events that are might be coming up or things that people should check out? Yeah, tonight, I'm um, not sure when it goes live, but tonight's safe Halloween from 5 to 8 on MAC. It's one of the biggest, like, trick-or-treat events in the city of East Lansing. The city of East Lansing has just been such amazing partners with us, and we really want to make sure that we are being good, um, good, you know, students and just people in general who are living in the city of East Lansing. And just the students are so hardworking here that I want to make sure the fraternity and sorority students really get the credit that they deserve for what they put on into the community, the events, the money, the fundraising. They're just such hard workers and they make that balance work. You know, you look at the grades and they're just they're just stellar as well overall as a community. So they can never have enough pats on the back because they just go above and beyond with everything that they do. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, this is Michael Suarez. We're here with the Student Affairs and Services. Thank you, thank you, Guillermo, for uh, you know joining me today and l- l- teaching me and hopefully our listeners more about the fraternity and sorority life on campus. Thanks.